Hi there, and welcome back to Seeking Rents, the podcast. This is going to be another quick hit, uh, sort of spontaneous episode out of day two of the Florida Legislature's 2024 legislative session. Uh, uh, my name is Jason Garcia. I'm the publisher of Seeking Rents. That's a newsletter where we explore the ways big businesses and other special interests influence public policy in Florida. And obviously, there's an awful lot of that that goes on when the Florida legislature is in town. Um, as I mentioned, this was day two of uh, a legislative session that runs for 60 days. Um, we're going to focus on just a handful of bills in particular that uh, that advanced today. The first is one that has gotten an awful lot of attention uh, in the run up to session, and that is House Bill 49, which would, and it's sort of amazing it's come to this, roll back child labor laws in Florida. Um, just a quick bit of backstory here. Um, this is a bill that records show was written by a right-wing think tank that is uh, heavily funded by one of the country's biggest conservative billionaires and that is involved in efforts to to loosen and weaken child labor laws in states all across the country. Um, now, the original bill here would have, among other things, allowed employers to put 16 and 17-year-olds on overnight shifts, even on a school night. Um, it would have allowed them to make kids work uh, longer than eight hours a day on a school night. It would have allowed them to make 16 and 17-year-olds work more than 30 hours a week during a school week. Um, they changed the bill a bit today. Uh, two things notable. One is is they removed the overnight provision. So now you a business could not make a make a 16 or 17 year old work between 11 and 6 a.m. Um, on a school night. So that that largely keeps protections in place as they are. But then it added this new wrinkle where it uh, would allow anyone to drop out of high school as soon as they turn 16 and go to work full time. So uh apparently we want to fill the labor shortage rather than rather than raising wages to attract more adult workers we want to fill it with high school dropouts um there was exactly uh one organization that spoke in favor of the bill today and that was the Florida Restaurant and Lodging Association which is um a front group for some of the biggest hotel restaurant and tourism companies in Florida just sort of a quick glance at its board of directors shows execs from Disney, Outback, Olive Garden, Universal, Red Lobster, Wendy's, Amazon, Walmart. Um, the, the, so that's the the sort of folks we're talking about. That the, the the that's a big part of who is pushing to to let more uh, high school kids drop out and become full time workers. Um, there was a uh, another big sort of similar kind of special interest battle over in the Senate, um, and this is one. We'll probably write more about at some point on seeking rents, but um, this is Senate Bill Seven Thirty Eight, and it's it's in a, a piece of environmental legislation, or you know, arguably anti-environmental legislation, and it involves um, when uh, state agencies like the Department of Environmental Protection or Water Management Districts issue permits, like when they give a a permit to a bottled water company to suck a bunch of water out of out of a spring or something like that. Um, Environmental groups will often sue if they think um, a permit has been issued illegally or if that an agency is not ac uh, not adequately enforcing environmental laws that are on the books. Um, this bill would make it much more dangerous for environmental groups to sue in those sorts of situations. Um, specifically, it, it, it essentially just games the system with attorney's fees and says, if you sue to, to challenge a 
an action by the Department of Environmental Protection or or by one of the water management districts and you lose, you could end up having to pay the agency's attorney fees. What's more, you could end up having to pay any interveners. So, you know, you could imagine a scenario where um, the the state uh, approves a bunch of wetlands destruction permits for a giant home builder or something like that. Um, environmentalists think that the, the, some environmental group like the Sierra Club or something thinks the the permit was issued illegally, that they didn't comply with with some sort of, uh, you know, wetlands protection statute. They sue, they lose, and suddenly they're on the hook not only to pay the the, the fees of essentially the Ron DeSantis administration, which um, has a well-documented track record of hiring attorneys that pay that charge uh, $700 an hour or more, but they're also going to end up having to pay the the attorney fees of the home builder if they get involved in the lawsuit. So you may, you may end up paying Lennar's legal fees too. Um, you could sort of uh, see just how things were lining up on this by who testified on this bill. So, you know, the opponents included a bunch of uh, environmental groups like the Florida Springs Council, the Sierra Club, and a thousand Friends of Florida. And there were exactly three interest groups that lobbied for it, that testified for it. One was Associated Industries of Florida. Uh, another was the Florida Chamber of Commerce. So right there, that's your your two very biggest business lobbying groups in all of Florida and, and two entities that are just that were just showering Florida lawmakers in in campaign contributions in the months leading up to session. And the third was the Association of Florida Community Developers. Now, um, if you have not heard of them, they're, they're kind of a, a niche group in the sense that they represent a, a kind of a select handful of the the biggest landowner and developers in Florida. So we're talking about folks like, you know, Babcock Ranch or Mattamy Homes or, you know, I'm, I'm in Orlando, Tavistock, which is the developer of Lake Nona and is now developing an even larger chunk of property owned by um, the Mormon Church. Uh, they're all part of that. That's who the Florida, the Association of Florida Community Developers uh, represents. This bill, um, as I mentioned, Senate Bill 738 passed uh, the the Senate's Environment and Natural Resources Committee. But um, that seems like that's going to be one that gets a lot of attention as session goes, because um, uh, it really does seem like it has the potential to to chill any attempt to to make state agencies actually enforce environmental laws. Um, just a couple more to flag uh, in this in this episode. One is just it's the most Florida bill you can think of is essentially stand your gum. I'm sorry, stand your ground, but for bears, uh, there's a bill allowing people to shoot Florida black bears if they feel threatened, um, uh, or if they, if they feel like the bear is threatening their property, it's, uh, you know, uh, it was almost comical listening to this. One of the state senators, um, uh, defending it raised the the hypothetical threat of a of quote a bear going after my kids, um, which you know to my knowledge is not a thing Florida black bears do. Uh, but you know, guns in the Florida legislature, uh, there, there, there's not really a limit to anything, and certainly certainly it's they're not going to stop at not shooting Yogi Bear. Um, there's also one uh, a bill we've mentioned um, uh, before on the newsletter a bit um, that is really important to the fossil fuel industry. It's called it's Senate Bill 340. Um, the I, I believe it goes by the name the 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 Critical uh, Infrastructure Protection Act or, or something similar to that. It's 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 an idea that comes out of uh, Alec, the conservative advocacy group that that shops model legislation in states around the country. Um, it would. Uh, potentially expose people who protest at places like um, 
you know, power plants or gas pipelines or phosphate mines, potentially expose them to criminal penalties. Um, now, I will say this in in kind of a, a good news sort of situation. The bill was rewritten, rewritten today in a way that um, significantly tightened it up in a way that it does seem more specifically targeted people who try and intentionally damage stuff and do so in a way that causes like a really significant disruption. Um, you know, uh, assuming the language stays that tight, um, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to really sort of argue with that. Um, that was one, both the gas and tele telecom industries were lobbying for AT&T was one of the companies that, that stood up in support of it. And then just, uh, just two more for this episode. Uh, we mentioned this yesterday, but the house speaker, uh, came out in support of a couple of, uh, pretty significant criminal punishment bills. Um, both of them began advancing the very next day. So one is House Bill 601. And what this essentially does um, is uh, prevent local governments, cities and counties from doing any kind of outside oversight of or investigations of allegations of misconduct against police. It, it this explicitly outlaws what are known as uh, civilian review boards, which again are are meant to provide some level of independent oversight and build more community trust with police departments. Um, civilian re review boards would be no more if this bill passes. It will uh, perhaps not shock you to learn that um, this one is being pushed through the legislature by police unions. And the other one, uh, House Bill 549, this comes from the Florida Retail Federation, um, specifically uh, a bunch of big box chain retailers like Walmart, Target, and uh, Home Depot. This uh, this bill would uh, significantly increase incarceration penalties for um, folks who do relatively small time shoplifting. Um, so those bills are on the move. Uh, like I mentioned yesterday, it's it seems inevitable that at a minimum they're going through the House. the The question will quickly become where the Senate falls on them. You know, when you're talking about big retailers like Home Depot, Target, and Walmart, you know. Uh, <laughs> they have they have a lot of juice in the Florida capital, so this uh, this seems like uh, you know these, these seem like bills to to pay attention to. Um, okay, that's going to do it for for today's episode. We'll um, we'll be back soon. Um, I don't think we'll do these every day, but we will try and do um, at least a couple a week as we go. Um, as always, uh, if you haven't already, please uh, please consider signing up for our newsletter. The, the easiest way to find us is at seekingrentsfl.com. All of our stories are free. There's no paywall. Subscriptions are free. All, there's no paywall on any of our stories. There is a voluntary option to pay for a subscription if you can afford one. Uh, please think about doing that if uh, if you're able to. Um, the money we get through paid subscriptions, these voluntary paid subscriptions, is uh is really quite helpful it helps cover a lot of reporting expenses um so again seekingrentsfl.com um okay thanks for listening everybody talk to you soon